Season 2, Episode 35 of Stats of Matter Football Picks. And Tim, it's a new segment this week, Joe Jane Fan. Yes, that's a segment where we get these listeners. We've been we've been hearing you. You've been supporting the Stats of Matter podcast. We get you in. We have a what's in our cup with you. We do some NFL pick them. It's going to be great. In our cups this week, it's a triple header. we got a hazy double IPA from Austin, Texas. Chester King. A barley wine from Saco, Maine. And an imperial stout. With, I'm looking at the notes here, pineapple, vanilla, and coconut. Shouldn't work on its face, but it's not my beer, so I don't care. From Placentia, still an odd word, California. Follow us on Instagram, at Stats Don't Matter, and on Twitter, at Stats Podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Apple, Google, Spotify. Ask Alexa, she will play Stats Don't Matter. And Tim, let's get into the show. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Tim, new segment. We've been talking a lot about getting the folks who listen to Stats Matter podcast, all the guys mm-hmm. and gals out there, uh, mm-hmm. or any of their preferred pronouns, the, the people that listen, because we're a podcast for the people, and we like having those people on the podcast. Today is going to be our first instance doing that. We have a guest with us. His name is Justin. I'm going to let Justin introduce himself, but I have to preface it by saying we're going to talk a little college football. We're going to talk a little NFL. But you know, like the, the first time that you like actually sit down and watch the college football game, you're looking at these people in the stands and you're like, I mean, because you and I went to a Division three school. We're like, I have no idea what that's like. Yeah. You know, like we've tailgated at like a D3 or maybe we went to a neighboring D1 school, but they're like D1, quadruple A, FBS, ACC, OPP, you know me kind of league. It's not like an actual Division <laughs> one school. So, you know, a few years back when my wife and I moved to Virginia, we were at this um, resident happy hour and we met this older couple, uh, their names. I will protect their names from the innocent. Their names are Bob and Edith. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're, we're having, we're having some beers. We're having a great old time to say, yeah, we got two sons. And one of our sons goes to UA. And I was like, UA. And they're like, yeah, University of Alabama. I'm like, bullshit. Like, no one goes to University of Alabama. Like, aren't those like paid actors? Like, I, does anybody graduate from Alabama? Like, how is this a thing? And sure as shit, met Justin. He's, he's our first, uh, guest on the, the Stats Matter podcast for the Joe. Jane fan segment and uh, pretty cool dude. We've shared a lot of beers together and he's an ardent supporter of the podcast. We figured, you know, we got to get in here and talk a little bit about uh, how obviously the system is rigged against Alabama and they never get favorable <laughs> ratings uh, in college football, <laughs> um, like schedules or anything. So, Justin, you are the celebrity. Why don't you knock it off this week? Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and get into what's in your cup this week. Well, it's great to be here. Um, but uh, a little bit on me, let's see. Well, I did graduate from Alabama. It did take six years, so there was a little bit of extra time in there, you know. But, uh, <laughs> two college football championships later. Oh, um, Jesus. Oh, God, here we go. We know all, about that, at, uh, we know yeah. all about that at USM. It's, it's the same. Uh, yes, in Gorham State. Gorham State was in like the 1950s. Where we've been undefeated ever since. That's right. But uh, much past that, um, I now am uh, – Living life. I'm in grad school at FSU for systems engineering and uh, just down here in Florida living up with the the sun and the, the no COVID. Yeah, like I, I don't understand. Like, you had the option to go to like any university, right? Like, you know, blustery Philadelphia or like, you know, I don't know, Montana, northern Idaho. And you just decided I'm in Alabama and I'm just going to go next door. Basically, yeah. Mm. Makes sense to All me. Right. FSU is near Orlando. <laughs> Uh, Tallahassee. Tallahassee. What is what's the school that's in Orlando? Around Orlando. Um, 
I drove by Orlando, it. I was in Florida three, four weeks ago now. And uh, we UCF. went by UCF. That's what mm. that's the school that's there. They they beat Alabama. Did you see that meme a long time, a long ways back? Like they beat a team that beat Alabama. So it's a fact that they, they were undefeated. Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, okay. All right. We're, we're pontificating here. Tell us what's in your cup this week. Break it down for us. All right. So this week we got a uh, Love at Midnight by the brewery. Uh, this is a barrel aged pineapple, coconut, and vanilla. Let's see what it looks like here. I'm very much looking forward to this not tasting good at all because stouts <laughs> just shouldn't have pineapples in it. You Unless, know, I, for that reason, hope it tastes delicious. What am I going to tell him, Sam, about living in, uh, in Florida and stouts? The pop quiz. Get your bingo cards out, people. Here it comes. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, Justin, you need to take a trip down to Miami. Or I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's like southeast of Miami, but you have to go to Angry Chair. You're a stout fan, you which your- clearly your first drink that you're uh, you're, you're whipping out here is a is a oh. big hefty stout. Uh, they make the best stouts I've ever had, like ever, ever. The mm-hmm. one the one in my fridge, uh, a best friend of mine from uh, Portland uh, lives down in Orlando and drives down periodically and sent me this bad boy. They're, they're that good. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably have to fly to Miami. I'm not driving all the way across the state. That's a far <laughs> drive. <laughs> Deal. Yeah, it's like a three-hour trek for him. Yeah, I think from here it's from here to Orlando. It is, uh, I think, about eight or ten hours. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, f- I forgot it's like long. Not so much wide. Yeah. It's very long. But anyway, carry on, sir. Um. First, first sip. You know, honestly, Sam, I'm just gonna have to give it to you straight. It's pretty delicious. <laughs> um, the pineapple actually doesn't do too bad. I mean, you know, it just smells like bourbon. You know, typical bourbon barrel age. But uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird. You know, a little sweet. But um, no, I'm gonna go uh, four three. Oh, all right, okay. all right. Does does the bear, did the because sometimes when they throw a bunch of shit in uh, after the barrel aging process, because it sits in a barrel for, you know, six, eight months, nine months, and then they adjunct it afterwards, it sometimes tends to mute it a little bit. Is it like a strong pineapple or is it just sort of like that faint hint you get sometimes when they label a beer with an ingredient? It's kind of strong. It's right there on the front. Hmm. Um, nice. But the vanilla gives it more of that like creamy, milky texture on the back. And then. Yeah. Kind of surprising, actually. It nice. probably helped that I aged it for an extra year in the bottle. So mm. nice. Yeah. Sam doesn't know about that good life. Yeah, th- th- these are these are hashtag stout stout things that I don't I don't know a damn thing about. I have, <laughs> oh, hold on, I actually have. I'm up to seven. I have seven uh, bottles in my cellar now, but four of them are, <laughs> are cans. <laughs> Oh, and they probably should be in there. It works. Going to nah, it works yeah. as long as they're yeah. sealed and out of light and at a yeah. semi-temperature regulated, you're fine. But uh, a lot of adjunct stouts, uh, things that have additives outside of bourbon and whatnot, they tend to have like a shelf life of five to six years before the flavor starts falling off. So you can't age them too long. Like um, I used to have uh, a bourbon county stout from every year we got married. And then when I actually spoke to someone from goose island they're like oh yeah yeah it's good for about six years i was like well 
shit. So then I <laughs> spent like two weeks <laughs> drinking all of the ones that were like seven, eight years old. They weren't bad, but the, the flavor definitely uh, definitely falls off. At that point, they were yeah, just I'm sure. bourbon stouts. There wasn't any coffee left in it. What was but, it like two weeks ago? You had that one that said it was good until like 2030 something. Yeah, does the cool ship ones or the like wild, the wildly fermented ones? Those those ones can sit for a bit. That's what yours was, right, Tim? Um, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I think, to, I think it was just uh, a regular, regular yeah, nineteen. We had to skip last week. Just the week kind of got away from us a little bit, and then the weekends, all the holiday festivities have begun. So. If you don't make it by Friday, yeah, if you don't make it by Friday, you're out. Sam, what are you drinking? <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to another ardent listener of this uh, this podcast, Mr. Carlos, and I won't, I won't say his last name. Uh, he recently took a trip down to uh, Texas. Um, mm. he, likes to, he likes to make some pilgrimages to Texas, and when he goes, he likes to get Jester King. All right, this is the Ghost Cannon. It's a hazy double IPA featuring Phantasm, Citra, Sabro, Cryo, El Dorado, and Hop Hash. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this one. Pretty big fan of what Jester King does, anyways. Um, jealous that obviously Carlos went. Very happy that uh, the beer store was able to bring some back. Um, obviously, one of my favorite Jester King beers is Lipeti Prince, which is a table beer. It's like three percent. You can drink about four of them, and they come in like these magnum sized bottles, which makes you feel like you're pretty badass. Um, but then it's only like three percent. You know what I mean? It's just, it's really nothing. Mm. That, it, it, it is like the, like the celery of craft beer. It's really, really good, but it, there's no calories whatsoever. So, all right. Give this thing a little pour. Let's see here. Definitely a lot thicker than I thought I was going to expect. Mm. Uh, no, I'm pretty I, excited oh. about the, the Sabro. Cause that, that is like one of those new hops. that's like coming up and that really gives you a nice, like coconut Coconutty, a coconutty like fruit flavor that's really really uh, sweet and tropical. So it's the next like big hop. Uh, let's see here. Head retention on it is pretty excellent, but then again, I am using hashtag an IPA glass, so I, I would expect that <laughs> dirt off your shoulder. Uh, let's see here. Sam took one beer class, and that was a pro. <laughs> <laughs> He likes to give us the opacity rating of his beers. Yeah. Um, okay. The Sabro definitely shines through. I'm definitely getting a lot of uh, coconut and, honestly, pineapple notes. Um, I don't hate it necessarily. My only thing is that Jester King makes a lot of, like, spontaneously fermented wild ales, and then their barrel age program is just fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a frame of reference here. Uh, that being said... If this was a blind taste test, I wouldn't know necessarily that it's Chester King. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the modern IPA for you. They yeah, all kind of blend together nowadays. Well, but I mean, you know, the hop hash, I mean, for eight and a half percent for a hazy double, mm-hmm. it sticks or it right. slaps. As the, Justin, what do the kids say now? It slaps, right? Or you know, it's, it's crip or it's eggy. Like, what do you, what do you say? I don't know. It's, We're, it's Tim and I are so old. We don't. I, I, I haven't heard the crip one. Right, oh yeah, go. we talked about this a couple weeks I mean, ago. It slaps is a good one. It's yeah, lit. That, go. That's always a good one too. That's what the oh, college kids are saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I'm, a, I'm. I won't take too long. Um, it's good. I gave it a three seven. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> uh, 
So before I open mine, I almost yeah. went whiskey because uh, I got to help uh, a local package store do a barrel selection, uh, and they just came in this week. Uh, but it would have been cheating because I already got to try it, and holy shit, is it phenomenal. It's 123 proof, so it's a big boy, but it does not taste... 123 proof it's actually like a little sweet brought one to a christmas party this weekend opened it up uh left it out and 20 minutes into the party the entire bottle was gone this isn't a selection of like 50 bottles that were there this one was gone enough that the chef came up to me afterwards and asked me where i got it from and uh because it was like a, a chef catered event uh and i actually had a spare one in my car that i was bringing home that i ended up running out and giving to him but it is the best $35 bottle of whiskey I've ever had. Um, it's out of Memphis. It's called Blue Note. But Guys, I need you to send it. it. I mean, there's people that listen to this podcast, but hopefully by the time it comes out, I will have already gifted them this for Christmas. So, you know, maybe maybe they won't know that I only spent $35 <laughs> on it. So hit your boy with that right now. Maybe, maybe like 40 or something. It's I, I don't remember the actual cost. I, I've, I haven't well, bought I mean, one at a time with nothing else, but I have an open one in my house now that I sip on in First yeah. of all, it's dangerous. It's not sweet like peanut buttery sweet. It's it's sweet in like if you drink a lot of whiskeys, you pick up on the higher proof notes because they tend to release a little bit more flavor. Um, I don't proof it down at all. I drink it neat, and it's got uh, if anybody likes the higher proof or full proof, seventeen ninety two does a good one. Old Forester does a good one. This one is up there, and it beats a lot of those. Uh, a lot of those higher proof whiskeys. So it's my favorite. And I'm going to be very sad when they sell out of them. All right. Um, I'm going to drink a Barreled Souls. Uh, it's called Crazy Squares 2.0. Uh, this one is barley wine. And it's got a little Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal in it. Now, I'm very skeptical about cereal uh, adjuncts because anybody who enjoys cereal knows what it's like if you leave a bowl of cereal sitting there for 45 minutes. It just tastes like grainy mush and kind of loses the the flavor of what they're going after so multiply that by you know 40 gallons or 400 gallons and then let it sit for long stretches of time uh unless you have something that has some really potent flavors in it i can't imagine it really comes through that much so uh, i'm a huge barley wine fan doesn't get enough representation so I'm, I'm i'm here for that but i'm going into this one a little skeptical my guess is that it's going to taste like a barley wine with a lot of like grain mash and cinnamon. It's probably what it's going to pick up from it. But that was fantastic. What is this? 10%? 10.8? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> this is why I never doubt Barreled Souls. This shit is fantastic. Uh, yeah. It has a lot of the... It pulled a lot of the sugar out of it. On, barley wine tends to be sweeter than a stout or a porter anyway. A lot of these normal like barrel-aged beers. Um, so it already had that going for it, but it does pull a lot of the cinnamon. And as it like sits, and I purposely left this one out to be like a little cooler than warmer than room temperature. It's not like fresh out of the fridge because I think you get a little more flavor out of some of these. And the longer it sits there, it actually takes like a spoonful of cinnamon, like toast crunch. Like, I don't know. Have you guys ever had that cereal? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. fan of it. It's just exact... like a stout thing though, right? 
it tastes exactly like that. And I like I even have a hard time pulling some of the barley wine out of it. It's a little jarring how similar it is. Brace yourselves, people. This is a four three five coming in hot. It's still I mean it's it's very it's still sweet. And I guess I should have uh Oh shit. So what I did not recognize is that it's a collaboration with Southern Grist. Oh, wow, there you go. Yeah, I didn't notice that literally until just now. So, I mean, going into it, knowing it was sweet, I can only do like one or two of these. It's that sweet. Um, but One or two barley wines. Damn, who the fuck do you think you are? The world's strongest man? Who the fuck do you think you are? Two barley wines? What is this? Um, I'm a whiskey drinker, so yeah, two barley wines would be just fine. Uh, However, knowing, I mean, knowing it's it's sweet going into it, um, I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to give this one something high. I'm going to give it like a four, six. Whoa. That is, I would seek this bottle out every year, and I'm guessing because it's called 2.0, it's probably an annual release. Again, I can only do like one or two of these, but like a dessert beer or like something you drink on like, like this shit on Christmas. Especially if you're one that likes the the early Christmas beer, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, mm-hmm. dude, that is amazing. Um, yeah, four six. I have yet to have a bad barrel aged out from Barrel yes. Souls, which is huge. It's, the it's, IPAs they make they make a good West Coast style called Paper Planes. Yeah, uh, Paper Plates. Yeah, but outside that, uh, I've had mostly stouts, and almost every single one of them has been a big hit. So. Very excited for the other one downstairs. Maybe I'll Good save that stuff. one for the next pod. Give it All right, that's, that's what's in our cups this week. Now, before we get into uh, our NFL Pick'em, we got to get into the Joe fan segment. Got Justin here. University of Alabama alum. Obviously, Alabama, like they have been every single year since college football was invented, I can only imagine, uh, as in the college football playoffs. Justin, how is your team dealing with the monumental letdown of not being the number one seed? What are your thoughts? Tell us. And how many points do you think they're going to beat the Cincinnati Bearcats by? And why is it 43? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, as, as a lot of people, uh, after the A&M loss, the unfortunate circumstances that that was, um, a lot of people kind of got very upset. Uh, down here, it was very interesting because being that Alabama only has college football, there's no professional sports really in the entire state. Yeah. Um, it is like just, it is the top. It's so it is what it is. And everyone, you know, they get their feelings hurt very easily when something doesn't go their way. Nick came out and had to basically tell everyone that. Loss is going to happen every once in a while. You should be used to this. You know, oh, that, that, was that, wild, that was that wild press conference yeah. where he was like, you know, you, you guys are so spoiled. You don't know what it's like to like winning is hard. And everyone's like laughing and shit. And he was like, he was mad. And you're like, oh, I feel bad. Yeah, for he, players. Got, he got very mad. And then going into the game against Georgia, he was asked about those comments and he's like, it's still true. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Lose one game and everyone thinks it's the end of the world. And mm. it's just not the way it is. <sighs> Well, I mean, that's it's the way it is in college rankings in like playoff pictures and whatnot, which is the tough part. It's like you lose a game and your playoff pictures or whatever they whatever we want to classify as a college football playoff or the ranking system that follows suit. It seems like if you lose one, especially if it's another like highly ranked opponent, like it's game over. Better luck next season. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, so it should be interesting. I mean, you know, I think coming off of that win, I think, you know, obviously you got to be humble, right? There's another game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's another game after that as well. Um, So I think Georgia's going to have the tougher road back. Um, Michigan's got a very good defense, and they've been playing lights out this year. Um, You know, I I wasn't even expecting that because usually they, they choke towards the second half of the season, especially when they get into the, Michigan State game and uh, their later game versus Ohio State. But they did really well this year. They deserved it. Um, so I think that's going to be a tough challenge for Georgia. And then the Bearcats, the, the poor, poor Bearcats. I mean, that's just, it's going to be. Famous last words. You put it on tape, man. <laughs> if, if the team's ass gets stopped, we're pointing to this, this, this podcast episode. Well, okay. So poor Bearcats. I'll infer that you mean you're going to win by at least two touchdowns. But can you take us through, like, uh, again, Tim and I were very forthcoming. We we may catch clips of college football, like, you know, the, the top 10 plays. Mm-hmm. We may have gone to some tailgates at Division One schools, but, like, you went to the to the University of Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Like, Saturday is a is a ritual for you, right? I saw you post a meme on your Instagram this morning. It was a, a SpongeBob, like, you know, huddled over, and it was like, you know, what do what, it chills? Like, what do I do on my Saturdays or, or something like that? Like, yeah. like go take us through your game day, rich like game day. Like you're a player. Take us through, you know, your Saturday rituals. Cause I mean, the games are probably like what, like three or 4 PM. Right. So like, you're not, you're not just watching regular football in the morning. You're probably, you know, partying pregame and doing something, doing homework. <laughs> uh, depending on when the game times were, most of the time they were early afternoons. So it'd be like a two or three kickoff. And then, um, so basically, you get up and then usually starts the day. I, I would, it depends on the game, but uh, usually some whiskey drinking or mm-hmm. popping mm-hmm. some champagne and making those mimosas. And then uh, you head out to the quad and you're just there all day. I mean, it's a, it's a whole day thing. It's just, <laughs> you're out there tailgating from like, it. shoot. I mean, there were some games we started at like 8 a.m. But or I mean, like... Like tailgate that would go on until kickoff. Are are tickets included with your Alabama like tuition? Is that like something that your student fee pays no. for every year? Like like I, like the, the, the tickets can't be that expensive, but because the stadiums sell out every single time, I would assume that everything downtown just turns into this like mass of people going back and forth, and like you know the stadium is always so packed. So like, well, I mean the tickets are like what like fifty sixty bucks a pop? Like like nosebleeds? Like you know how does this work? Uh, for student tickets, my first. Five years there, it was ten dollars a ticket. Jesus Christ! Tim, <laughs> did you have to Tim. do you have to show an ID when you walk in, or do you like once you buy it, it's it's there? Uh, it's on your student like uh, ID card. They scan. Oh it on man, Tim, Tim, like, look at me. Like your, it's like your Disney Magic bands, right? Where like yeah. your tickets tied it up. <laughs> I might have just got into then, a master's program at USM, but I'm going to University of Alabama. All right. <laughs> Like give me, give me, give my hat, and I'll, I'll declare ten dollars for a gift. What? Jeez. And then oh they upped God. it uh, my last year there, and it went to I think it was fifteen dollars a ticket. All right, this. All right, all right that, now you're trolling. Now <laughs> you're trolling. Mean, I, this, <laughs> but Sam, compare your your one year master's program at USM, uh, or one year of your master's program to. Uh, to to a single semester, yeah, <laughs> of college cost, down there, and then we'll then then. You know, then you could talk some ticket costs because I'm, it's made up somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, before I got you, my in-state tuition, it was like, yeah. I think it was 30, Oof. 
5k damn god damn yeah god damn that that, so so pretty so pretty much it was two bitcoins a year for you to go to school all right that makes sense why the ticket price is (laughs) spread out that's why why i joined the army you know i made them pay for uh yep yep big facts big facts uh okay so you have seen a lot of great college football moments at that stadium describe for us one of the best best game moments this doesn't have to be like the we beat the shit out of this team that was talking all this this garbage about us. Like, what was the best moment that you saw in that stadium? Take us through it. And do it, do it for somebody. A lot of those, a lot of those like moments my, are a little fuzzy. Do it, do it for <laughs> someone like myself or like the people who are listening that have never been to a Division One college game because I never have. I, I lived in Boston for ten years, didn't go to a single one of those games. But I, I mean, BC and those guys are. It's a different caliber than like a Southern college football team. So like describe it to somebody who has never been to one because it seems like it's always so um, much more majestic than like a, an nfl amazing game unless you're at like some tom brady patrick mahomes record setting game of some type or like the snowball or, or one of those games yeah it's uh it's an unreal atmosphere so everyone there for the most part is there for the tide so it's uh those it's sad, sorry motherfuckers who show up cheering for the other <laughs> team. Like, not today, bro. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a packed house. There's a little over 100 and, 100 and 100 and 2, in there. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's an unreal atmosphere. You can hear it halfway across the city when that stadium's packed. People just screaming. And you always know when a big play is happening if you're not in the stadium because you can hear it before it comes on TV. Hmm. Um, that's just how loud and how much it just echoes around the area. But probably one of the cooler moments I had in that stadium was the Iron Bowl. Um, it was a few years back, but it was the highest scoring one at the time. It was uh, final was like fifty five forty four. Um, it was just it was an offensive show. It was great. Um, Who's a quarterback? That was a night game too. So uh, that year. Oof. Was it the year we won the title? Please don't say Mac Jones. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Hertz is a quarterback at the time. Maybe Tua was. Uh, who knows? All right. Iron Bowl. <laughs> at $10 a pop. You have so much money yeah. to drink at that point when you spent $10 a ticket. Do, do they send, do they vend beer there? Like drinks? Uh, so the SEC and college football in general, the stadiums all had to be dry until they passed. Uh, the vote two years ago, and then it's up to the school. But as far as I know, Alabama still doesn't sell inside the stadium. Yeah, so I you figure just, most don't. You just get lit in the parking lot and then trying exactly, to survive exactly. a three-hour football game. Or you're, you, you know, like the very small plastic bottles? Yeah. Like the, the little shooter ones, or you've got like the little bit bigger one that's like it fits right in your pocket? Yeah, the, yeah. Those, those were usually Allegedly. pretty handy. Allegedly <laughs> handy. That's amazing. All right, that, that, is, that is pretty cool. Because you got to remember, I mean, a lot of people... You know, they, they just see Alabama, they think, oh, whatever, the Crimson Tide. You know, they're so stacked. They get, you know, class after class of five-star recruits. And, you know, do they really have a tough schedule? All of that bullshit, that, that usually goes into it. But, of course, you know, Tim and I have been taking a closer look at some of those Bama prospects because, you know, Mac Jones is uh, is doing pretty damn well for himself in the league. And, obviously, Jalen's doing pretty good, too. Tua's had his ups and downs, but he's obviously – solid there which which has pretty much changed the way it was because for a long time it was you don't go to alabama to be a quarterback that's not a thing 
you know, you go to Alabama to be a receiver or a defensive line or a running back. And it, it, that was where the, the output was. So it's very interesting to see this version of the team change a little bit. And I, I think it's so neat that you were, able, you were able to see it in person. I mean, that, that's pretty insane. Although, quite frankly, I'm so fucking mad still about $15 tickets. I, I just feel like, you know, if I would have tried to show up, I'd have been like that Steve Buscemi meme where he shows up with the hat backwards and the skateboard on his shoulder. What's going on, kids? You know what I mean, you, I'd be like, you, you that dude up, is definitely too old for the stadium. You show up to this podcast like that all the time with all the shit you say. He drops a Mac Jones in at least once where he's like, Mac who? And then goes into this, Jones, this thing. Jones. Yeah. yeah. Hey. See, now you just, you just helped him put it in there once right now. I got to get out of the way now so it doesn't come later. <laughs> Although I have I have full edit rights, I'm I'm, I'm the uh, I'm the I'm the producer and the editor of this of this year establishment. So I, oh, I, I say the listeners' ears. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a dad uh, joke that get mixed in too, and I, uh, and, Tim, I and I'm the only one that's a dad here. <laughs> yeah, Tim. Tim, I will say this. Yeah, two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Call that number on the low, because Mike Jones, who? Matt oh, Jones, Jesus. about to slow. Yeah. All right, let's go. That is the, that is the Joe James fan segment. Uh, Tim is obviously regretting ever reaching out to me on Facebook Messenger a couple years ago and saying, we should do a podcast together, because he's like, eventually we're going to run a runway, and this is what he thinks is it. All right, yeah. let's get into our week 14 picks. Tim, it was a good week. Good week mm. for picks for us. Really good week. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to go through a couple of these. I'm going to talk about a couple. You'll talk about a couple. Then we'll, we'll do a pick recap live, and then we'll go ahead and get into our picks for next week. The Monday night game is obviously going on right now. Uh, we'll start off with Thursday night. Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Score mm. bonanza. Whole bunch of defense, then no defense. No dancing required, but happened. Vikings win 36-28. And I got the next one. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because I, yeah, I, I gave you the wrong one. Okay. Then Sunday, Dallas, Washington. NFC East Divisional Battle. A lot of trash being talked. Very good. 27-20. A lot closer than it should have been. Dallas escapes with a nail-biter. Crucial win in the division. Uh, Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, not much to really break down in some of these Jacksonville games because they scored zero points. Uh, they've just been playing like dog shit all season. Urban Myers, not it, fam. Uh, not sure what's going on there. Bit of a uh, a dramatic exit out of that game, and now they're talking about like leaks, and he's denying it. But he's denying it, and someone in the in the locker room is purposely leaking some of this shit to make you look bad. Also, not a great look. Um, I gotta feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, starting to smack a little bit of a of a bust. I don't think he's a bust. I think you just rust your shiny new toy in behind center a little too quick. Uh, you see some of the same things that happen with, you know, well, I won't necessarily equate him to Mark Sanchez, but you get new quarterbacks in, you kind of rush them into the process. You don't know really what you're going to get. Unfortunately, in Sanchez's case, they fucked around and add Tim Tebow into the mix. So you never really got to kind of flesh that out. Trevor Lawrence never even got some development time. Every major quarterback who was in the league right now playing long in their career sat for several years before they started. That's not happening so much. So you start seeing guys like him and Tua and the rumors about whether they're going to stick around. Jalen Hurts had some of those. He's playing better now, but not a good look. Titans keep rolling. Uh, they've been a sneaky good team. 
Now you hear Derrick Henry might be back in the lineup before the playoffs. I'm here for it, man. League, you, I was, you, you had one shot, League, and, and you fucked it up. <laughs> all, all you can, you know, for anybody who didn't listen last year, uh, I was I was talking about the uh, Ryan Tannehill redemption tour all last year. Had some shaky games out, but this team's 9-4 and four without the league's best running back. So, team to keep an eye on. Yeah. And Julio's back, too, for my arm. What, mm. wasn't, a, wasn't, a big, wasn't a big thing, but that helps. Okay. <clears throat> Look, we know, we know I'm a homer, right? Mm. I said Seattle against Houston Texans, they were going to win by 14, and they did not, Tim. No. They won by 20. <laughs> After allowing 13 points in the first half, they shut out the Houston Texans in the second half, which they should have done anyways. They were like a 33-7 game. But for the first game without Jamal Adams, and then Russell Wilson was cooking. And the run game was cooking. So everyone's happy at the end of the day. Pete Carroll was happy because they ran the ball really well. And Russ was happy because he got to throw it downfield a ton of times to Tyler Lockett. Like nine targets, five receptions, 142 yards, plus the TD. It was amazing, amazing, amazing to see the chemistry. Mm. is back. It's always been back. Russ is fully back. I mean, we maybe didn't need him to come back, you know, a couple of games earlier. But uh, clearly, the deep ball placement is still there. He targeted Metcalf a lot in this game. Metcalf, just for whatever reason, was getting all the double coverage, and he just kept getting those DPIs, which is helpful because that moves you down the field. Um, the best thing about this game, Russell Wilson was not sacked a single time. Now, it's, it's a 2-10 and 10 team, so I'm going to take that with a massive grain of salt. Seattle has to win out pretty much the rest of the way and hope for things to go in their favor to get to the playoffs. But, I mean, whatever. It's like a 2% chance they think they're going to win. I finally... Yeah, I could tell how I'm going to enjoy Sunday football by how the, the Seahawks game goes. And if I am sitting down on the couch with, you know, like a leg crossed over the other one, looking like I'm stoic in a smoking jacket and just sipping on a beer, the, the day's going to be fine. Typically, though, most Seahawks football games, I'm pacing back and forth, like, it, you know, trapped in my anxiety, and I'm a wreck the rest of the day. I don't have to do that now. I'm also very fortunate that Seattle has a very easy schedule going forward, playing the Lions, the Bears. Of course, they still play in the NFC West, but they've already swept the 49ers. So, yes, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some good things going on here. Uh, Jamal Adams did go on IR, though, so that's not good. And then, of course, second season ending IR. Shoulder injury, same shoulder. Pete says they went and cleaned it up, and they did what they needed to do. We're going to see, but of course, you were talking about bust earlier. Everyone's trying to label that thing. I just think that there are certain teams that don't do anything with first-round picks. Seattle usually trades back and gets some other picks for them. They decided they were going to go and, you know, essentially leverage the next few years to get someone on the back end, and they paired him with Quandre Diggs. He's fantastic when he's in the box. He might need another year to really kind of learn Seattle's coverage to, to be the best scheme that he can be, right? I'm not, I'm not piling on anyone yet. I, I personally think what's going to happen at the end of the season is Seattle's going to win some games, and they're going to keep the coaches and all the players. And the good thing is they have $55 million of cap space next year, which they can – Extend some people and open it way up. So next season will be completely different. Woosa. So very good. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Justin, NFL teams that you are a fan of. Have you uh, converted, to, have you converted to Florida yet? <laughs> no, no, I'm still sticking with the, uh, the hometown of the New York Giants. Ooh. Giants fan. He's a Giant. See, I didn't tell you that before uh, in the podcast because you might have been. 
busy tonight or some shit. You know what I mean? I had to Oof. make sure. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. That hurts. Um, all mm-hmm. right, then we are just moving on from that. We got. We can talk about the helmet cast later. We can talk about Okay, but then we'll talk about all the wins after that and all the bad yeah. beats after that. <laughs> Real well, quick, we'll talk about if you haven't won it. Yeah, you, watching you, you guys have Arena? I have not. Oh, on, it yet. on ESPN Plus. Yeah, if anything else, you got to watch the the third episode because they had uh, it was all about like the helmet catch in that season. It's really good. They had Strahan on there, so mm. I thought they were going to take the Jordan approach to that, and but they went like uh, no filter, hands off. Brady's dropping f bombs. Strahan's watching f bombs. But the best part of the entire episode comes after the credits roll. Uh, I'll wait to hear back from you on that one. But mm. you got to watch it. It's really good. It's really good. Even if you're not a uh, a Brady fan, it's still like interesting because of the people they bring in to like talk about the scenario. But anyway, uh, Vegas, Kansas City. Uh, when you look at this one at face value, you think Kansas City's back. Look how well they did. Unfortunately, they are, but this was more of a story about how poorly the defensive side of Las Vegas was because Patrick Mahomes was super efficient. He only completed 20 passes, but he had 258 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, But the offensive side of the ball could not hold on to the ball to save their lives. There was four lost fumbles. Derek Carr played his ass off, 263 yards, one interception. Pretty decent game, but I think this is pretty much the end of the line when it comes to the playoff hopes for the Raiders, who started this season, in my opinion, as one of the favorites. I thought, you know, given some of the drama, they were going to stumble a little bit. They bounced back. They played really well, and then it just hasn't been the same since. Been bitten pretty bad by the injury bug. Um, we've had uh, Hunter Renfro, who's been the guy that they're leaning on pretty much exclusively now who had his, like his best game so far of the season this last week. But you don't have guys like Waller in the lineup. You're not, you know, as, as well as uh, Carr is doing, he's your, your get-out-of-jail-free card, and he's missed his second game with, you know, leg and back injuries and whatnot. I still don't have the it's, – it's tough to say you don't have confidence in Mahomes and – the Chiefs, when they come out and they put up a game like this, before the end of the game, most of their starters had already started, you know, watching and spectating more than, than playing. Uh, yeah. But I think this one tends to be more of a collapse than it is, uh, you know, a, a fantastic game. Picking apart the defense, finding open spots, some big plays. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know really how to take away this one. I mean, they look sharp. They look dangerous again. But in order to get the top seed, they're going to need either a Titans loss or a, a Patriots loss. Both of those are obviously uh, very, very possible. Um, I have more confidence. I mean, I don't, I don't think the Pats are going to win out going forward. I don't think the, the Titans are going to win every single game for the rest of the season. So the likelihood of them putting the math together and, and taking that top seat is, is pretty good. And if that happens, they become, you know, a pretty big conversation in terms of playoff depth. And at the beginning of the season, that's not the conversation we were having a quarter way through the season. We still weren't. And then about halfway through the season, you start saying like, okay, maybe they'll put it together. Maybe this is a sign of that. You know, none of the players on the team really broke that, that hundred yard mark this week, but I guess it kind of shows that they don't need that. They just need to be able to have everyone contribute. They had uh, seven, eight, nine guys all in double-digit yardage. Um, 
it could be a dangerous team, barring any sort of major injuries or, you know, some setbacks from Mahomes. I think they could do pretty well, uh, which is unfortunate. They're back in the sort of the, the, the money league portion of this, uh, yeah. this playoff. Yes, indeed. All right. <clears throat> Jets, Saints. Wanted to believe it that the Saints would maybe make this a game, but they didn't. Saints went big, 30-9. Alvin Kamara, the truth, back from injury. Just make that dude the quarterback. I understand you're trying to make Taysom Hill a thing, but don't. Just give Alvin Kamara. Uh, <clears throat> Panthers, Falcons. Uh, this is one that it's been such a weird transition since they brought in uh, Cam Newton. Everybody thought that like this is the guy. Uh, he's not. He he's not. He's not the guy. Uh, he had he had a little spark there in the beginning, but very quickly, old camp started coming back. Uh, they tried switching up to uh, PJ Walker uh, a couple times throughout the game. He wasn't that successful either. Cam, two fumbles, one lost fumble, interception, really bad game. PJ Walker also had an interception and a fumble. They're a little bit of a mess right now. I think they kind of jumped the gun in bringing Cam on. Cam might be a good bench guy, might be a good sort of uh, quarterback leader for some developing talent, but. Pinning your hopes on that guy obviously isn't isn't it, especially when you can't keep someone like McCaffrey healthy enough to to play. Um, I mean Matt Ryan, I keep pulling for the guy. Looked okay under two hundred yards, ninety eight point eight rating. I I don't know where either one of these two teams are going into next season, but I know uh, Cam is this is a one and done trial and and an error in my opinion for him. I don't think he's back next year. What a what a wild wild fall from grace! And I'm thinking now we're seeing the cam we saw last year was not just everyone. Everyone was shitting on New England, and you know you started hearing some of the the race baiting coming out when Mac Jones got signed. But it really came down to talent. He he wasn't there last year. You had to game plan for like a 20 yard pass. Anything above that, it was overthrown. Anything below that was hitting the curb. There was just nothing he could do. His legs aren't there anymore. He's just you know mobile quarterbacks. They have a shortened career, and unfortunately that's. His bread and butter for a long time, but not next year. He's, I'm, I think, I'm I think he's to identify, the, end of the season. I'm choosing to identify as a 2015 uh, Cameron Gerald Newton fan. That's the year that he won the MVP and then lost the Super Bowl and only scored 10 points. So, you know, you take the bad with the good. All right. <clears throat> Baltimore, Cleveland. I picked Baltimore. And I, this is one of the first picks I got wrong. I was on a streak. Yep. Um, I should have known. But uh, Lamar got injured early on. Obviously, the bye helped the Browns out quite a bit. Incredible toe tap for Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, Landry's getting super involved. If you start him in fantasy this week, you, you got a lot. But the Ravens under with Tyler Huntley back under center, they they made this a close game. Browns only won 24 22. Um, I don't know if the Ravens are completely cooked playoff wise. I think I mean the Steelers aren't they're they're gonna struggle a little bit this year, and I think some other teams, the AFC will as well. They could go as far as I think Lamar's injury takes. And I, I hope the football fan of me, I hope it's not a, you know, like a high ankle sprain takes him out for three or four weeks. Cause that's a really shitty time to have a, a three to four week ankle. Sprain. Yeah. I mean, even with this particular loss, they still have like a 46% chance to, to make the playoffs. So I don't think this is necessarily out of the realm of possibility. They'll need a lot of things to go their way in order for this to work. One of them being Jackson coming back. Their team has been injury played the entire season. So the fact that they're even part of the conversation, um, 
is at least something worth noting, but I'd said it over and over throughout the last few weeks. You can't pin your hopes and dreams on one guy and expect him to carry your team. And that's exactly what Lamar was doing. Uh, we saw a lot of vintage Lamar, which we were missed out on a lot last year. He thought he was going to be the one to kind of carry him, you know, deep into the postseason. From what I understand, it is nothing but an ankle sprain, and he may be back in like a week or two. So I, I, Huntley didn't do bad, but I think this is the same case we, we've seen with backup quarterbacks all season. You come in, they have one or two good games because there's no tape. There's no game planning for someone like that. And then teams kind of figure it out pretty quick. It's a mimic league. Once you have a, a blueprint or, or tape on somebody, you know, it's it's all short short time at that point. People kind of figure it out pretty quick. Um, they have one of the hardest end-of-season schedules, though. They're going up against the Packers, the Bengals, the Rams, and the Steelers. The Steelers are the only kind of big question mark. The Bengals tend to be kind of up and down, but Rams are probably going to be tough. Obviously, the Packers have kind of hit their stride late in the season. They're another one that, you know, first few games kind of written them off. And, and I hate to say it. I hate Aaron Rodgers now. He's been such a douche this season that uh, I, I, I have a hard time. Oh, pulling. You, you don't feel bad that he made it through his courageous fight with COVID toe? Oh like, my god! Yeah, no, don't don't still, try to get the Sassamatter podcast canceled, please. You know what he, I mean? He just said he just uh, he had a setback this weekend with his fracture. Now it's a fractured toe. Like I don't, I don't know. It seems to be mm. like it wasn't. Fra- it was turf toe, and then it was something worse than turf toe, but it wasn't broken. It wasn't COVID toe. Now it's a fractured toe. Like I, I don't understand. It's kind of, kind of all over the place. Um, the Ravens are a team, you know, that keeps sneaking up and, and pulling out some crazy wins. I don't think with a backup quarterback, that's that's the same risk. So unless unless Lamar is back sometime in the next you know couple weeks, I think they're facing a little bit more of an uphill battle. They're sitting at eight and five right now, so they're not totally out of it. Um, the Browns, on the other hand, I don't know what's going on there. I think they're just too injury plagued, and and Baker can't stay healthy. But um, if if we can get Lamar back sometime over the next couple weeks, I think they still have a chance to maybe pull in. Either a wild a wild card or or coming with like a low seed, but um, it all depends on exactly how long Lamar's out. Because I give Huntley another game with some success before teams figure out a way to shut that down. <laughs> yeah, John Harbaugh oh, yeah. said today that it was a uh, it was a low ankle sprain, and then he has a chance to play Sunday versus Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll find out Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, <clears throat> we had this All the things that Tim is about to say, uh, Justin, are Tim's opinions, not mine. I oh, was no, supporting no, no, no. the Giants the entire time in this game. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is one of those that I indicated we wouldn't spend a lot of time on. Uh, just because, uh, it's, yeah, it's the, the 4-9 Giants. But um, did you see something? I'll, I'll give you your opportunity. Did you see something this weekend that had some positive takeaways? Uh, from the Giants, um, I thought... No, no, oh this is this God. is for Justin first. Don't be rude. <laughs> um, you know, I was surprised at uh, at how well Glennon actually looked in the offense. Um, he didn't look terrible. Uh, they were moving the ball pretty well. Saquon still hasn't really returned to Saquon esque form uh, right. since I don't know. It's been like a year. <laughs> Uh, ever <laughs> i don't know yeah what are, you, what are your what are your actual thoughts on saquon do you think he was a bust or do you think the early success you guys had was worth it or where does he feel because i feel like him and mccaffrey lately neither of them can stay healthy and they're guys you like oh, hang yeah, totally. your franchise totally. on yeah mm-hmm. i i think that uh 
him and McCaffrey both just caught the injury bug and they just can't shake it. And it's one of those things that in long term now, it's it kind of sucks because you know, you, you don't want to just let a talent like that go, but a lot like what happened with uh with Todd Gurley. You know, the injuries came up so much they just they had to sever ways and it is what it is. And so I think that hopefully if you know Barring nothing crazy happening the rest of the season, he can finish out this season, hopefully go in the summer, have a good summer, and then maybe we'll give it a shot next year and see what happens. But I, I don't know. If he keeps playing like this, I'm not sure if uh, it'll be worth the money to keep him around. Yeah. He had um, uh, 2018, he played a 16-game season. 2019, he played a... Yeah. 2019, he started 13 games, and then it was two games last year and only nine games this year. So that one is starting to look a little bit rough. He had 64 yards on 16 carries this weekend. So uh, carry-wise and in total workload-wise, not not too bad, but his longest is only nine yards. And I remember when everyone was looking at him as like the next superstar because his average – uh, yardage per carries were like the average was around nine. The man was just putting up yards after it, touch. It, it was it, it was, was the quads. It was the quads, right? It was the average quad <laughs> size. It was like you know a nine, nine XL feet around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Glennon. Glennon wasn't. Uh, ter- he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. He did show a couple flashes. Uh, seventeen to thirty six, hundred ninety yards. He had an interception. Uh, Justin Herbert, though, on his early season, Justin Herbert shit. So he's been one that's kind of been streaky up and down. I know the Chargers is still part of the conversation there. Eight and five, and they're going to be fine as as they kind of carry on. But uh, Austin Eckler seems to have more up and down as well. I know he had a touchdown in this one, only had sixty seven yards. I needed that man to ball out. Uh, I'm leading <laughs> my only money fantasy league right now, and he let me down big. He let me down real big. Uh, I'm let you down behind. big by scoring sixteen points. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm behind only eight. Yeah, actually, you know who really let me down is, uh, and we'll we'll get to this in a second. Is uh, Heineke. Fuck that man. <laughs> Fuck that man. Um anyway. Yeah, not uh not a lot to take away from from this one. Chargers still doing charger things. Uh unless they can kind of string some of these wins together. Uh I don't I don't know what their playoff hopes are, are gonna look like. They can't seem to stay consistent week in and week out, and it's they're running out of season to put that together. There's a lot of good teams they're gonna be facing here in the near future. So uh, they finish next. They got Kansas City, Texans, the Broncos, which have been a little bit of a, an underrated team, and then the Raiders on any given Sunday play like a superstar team. So not the hardest schedule, but they've got at least two games on that uh, final schedule that might be a little a little dodgy. So we'll see what happens. Justin, do you think that uh, the firing of Jason Garrett made this team better or worse? Better. In your ideal, ideal world, who is uh, the? I mean, I know Kitchens is doing the interim offensive calling, but who is your ideal offense coordinator for the New York Giants next year? Honestly, I don't know, because I think that uh, regardless of who we bring in, that the issue is still going to be the turnovers from Danny Dimes, and it's mm-hmm. still going to be the issue of can Saquon be Saquon. So I don't really know if it, it matters. I think we should go a little bit back towards 
uh, when we had that smash mouth, like strip, the strip, the gut running giants football, we bring it kind of back to that a little bit more might have a better shot, but I mean, that's not really the league anymore, you know? So. Although you've seen that a lot more this season, which has been a a trend I've noticed. There's a lot more um, conversation around teams with good running backs. I mean, I think the, the Patriots game last weekend was oh, like yeah. a prime example of that where like it's still part of the game plan and like I said this is a mimic league and now we got a blueprint as what's what you can do in tough situations and the funniest part about that game is that uh I had read an article like shortly after that they ran the same running play like 86% of the time they would just change the side and whether it was the fullback or halfback they were giving it to, but it was the same exact play to the point I mean, where like Josh McDaniels was giggling at the end of that game. So there's a, there's a place for it. I think that game kind of opens up some eyes and you might start seeing some more of those game plans and in, in like shitty weather conditions. But uh, I mean, especially when you got a quarterback like Mac Jones, you're Who? opting to not you. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, are the bingo card folks? Especially when you are, uh, you know, you have a guy like that and you're not utilizing him because you, you trust your run game. I bet we see a lot more of that going forward. Nice. I, right, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, actually, the last thing I'll say, that, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing folks game plan for that a little bit when it comes to, like, draft season. Like, just having yeah. someone on the roster that if one of those games come up, you're just going to f- feed him the ball and go ham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good work. Uh, all right, Lions, Broncos. Melvin Gordon, two touchdowns. Devonta Williams, two touchdowns. Denver, 38-10. to 10. Uh, Also, the Lions are now 1-11-1, which is a palindrome. <laughs> That's a stat yes. that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we chat a lot about those. Right, what do you think the plan is with the Lions? Is there any coming back from that, or are they just... No, I, I mean, I think that, like, you're going to get a high pick, if not the, the number one pick. You know what I mean? Uh, y- you need to get a quarterback. You know, there, there's so? some quarterbacks coming this year. No, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think there's limitations there. I mean, I, never, I understand when they went and got their first win, he, he led them down the field. But the, a lot of things had to happen. The defense had to you know, kind of collapse. The play calling had to be great. There's been so many things on this team, whether it's injuries, whether it's play calling, that has befallen them. Mm-hmm. And Goff has a ceiling, and that ceiling is tied to a guy like, McVeigh. Right. So if you like, don't have a McVeigh type coach, you know what I mean? Like they, there's a limit to what they can do. And, and I appreciate the, that the lions won't go, you know, Owen 17 as the, as, as the season opens. But I think it's also very like, Oh my goodness. Like you, right, you got to do something different there. But there's, listen, there's listen gotta to be something. Right. But listen to this real quick and, and stop me when you've heard one of these names, like in regular conversation, ready? Uh, if you compare Ahmad Russell, Ross, our Lord, Bra- no, no. Russell Carrington Wilson to fucking Jared Goff, no, 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 no. Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh mm-hmm. Reynolds. Yeah. Started Khalif him in Raymond, this week. Khalif Raymond, Brock Wright, Shane Zalestra, Tom Kennedy, Cod Darrell Hodge, or Taylor Decker. Like, maybe the fact that you didn't recognize the majority of those names might be a little bit of a problem. Most teams have like two, three, maybe a fourth guy you could rely on if, if the coverage yeah. is good. The guy has like nobody to go to. Nobody. He's got Craig Reynolds and Godwin uh, Egwe Buke. Buke? 
Tell me how you pronounce Ebuke? it. I G W E B U I K E. Oh. Igwebuke? Yeah, anyway, Okay. Here we are wondering how to say this guy's name. So there's the two running backs on his team right now, which is more to my point. The guy has literally no weapons to go off of. So that's part of it, right? Like, is Jared Goff a, a superstar? No. Has he led? Did he lead the Rams to a lot of success? Absolutely. So he's a part of it. I don't know if he led them. You know what I mean? Like, he was the I think he was the body in the room. He was the body yeah, in the room. Uh, yeah, I think he was the no, body I mean, in the room. He had, you know? he had some great games, right? Like, outside the, the Super Bowl that they lost, he had some really good games. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, Stafford's sitting in the same position, and I got to tell you, they don't look all that dissimilar at the end of the season in terms of, like, yeah. records, games won and lost. So, sure, some of that quarterback, some of that's game planning, uh, 100%, but still. I, I think some of it is that their offensive line is terrible. Uh, they don't have well, a lot of offensive drafted, weapons. Yeah, they drafted Penn State well high this year, and I don't think he's he's given up. Yeah, so a, a ton of sacks. So it's helped. It, I mean, it's helped, but I, I think there's a lot of work that needs to go in the team as a whole. I don't know if throwing in a new quarterback behind that same shit show of a a grab bag is the answer either. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, draft quarterback, actually make him sit, don't rush him out there. You know what I mean? I'm down. I'm down for that. All right. Uh, kind of go through that. Hey, guess what uh, didn't happen in this next game? Uh, hashtag Joey Roared. You know, he did. They just lost in overtime. Uh, did he? Did that mean, yeah, he did. He, he did pretty well. 348 yards, 25 completions, two touchdowns. Did have a fumble. Uh, Sam's big thing has been hashtag let Joey Roar. And I have been so against it the entire time. Uh, and he lost to Jimmy G, someone everyone was talking trade rumors at the uh, the the first half of the season. So maybe not roaring so much. Uh, good game by yeah. both quarterbacks. Better game by uh, Joe Burrow's um, T Higgins bailing him out of a lot of trouble. 114 yards on only five receptions. So this is another one where uh, he made it count to guys who were super productive. Dished the ball out quite a bit, but there was a few guys who helped uh, helped carry the team. Seven and six playoff hopes not looking that great. San Fran also seven and six. Uh, schedules for both of them aren't terrible, uh, but I think if I had to lean on one of them, uh, it's probably going to be the Niners. They got the Falcons, the Titans, the Texans, and they finish with the Rams versus Cincinnati, who's got the Broncos, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and then the Browns. The Browns is another one of those teams that. Uh, any given Sunday, can string a few together. Uh, Baker gets a little bit of rest time, comes back and, and can play pretty well. So uh, I don't think the playoff hopes for either of these two teams are all that uh, spectacular. But got to say, Joey, Joey, Joey's not going to be roaring that much longer, man. His golf game, maybe. Him and Tiger. Yes, roaring yes, together. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Buff, Tampa Bay. Mm. We get all the, all the you, you've already seen the memes. You know, Tom Brady is you know, 33 and three versus the bills. He'll still helps the Patriots out, even though, you know, he hated his team and there was a whole book written about him, dysfunction, whatever. <clears throat> Tampa Bay. But he, did he actually hate his team? Did he actually hate his team? Yeah, I keep saying I, that, but did he actually yeah, hate his I don't team? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think, he think so. I think it sells books. I think, I think that's what happens. That but book was the, also written by someone who was not a Patriot or a coach or anything. It was a reporter. Anyway, carry on. It was a, it was a very great book. It was a very great book. Go get that book. Uh, hashtag is better to be feared by Seth Wickersham. All right. <laughs> Tampa Bay won this game 33-27. They won it in overtime. 
Uh, it was all Tampa Bay in the beginning, and then all Josh Allen, and then all Tampa Bay in the end, uh, hitting Perryman in OT on a go route for the dagger. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You have to hand it to the Bills. They definitely showed up. It was a very, very tough game. Um, you know, they played the Patriots. They, you know, they have a bye. They played this game. They have to play the Patriots again in a couple of weeks. Like, very rough schedule for them. I liked what Allen said after the game that he talked about how the team showed so much heart. They, they were getting their asses handed to them early in the game. Turned around, found a way to come back. Yeah, you lose by six and you lose in overtime. You can take those kind of losses. And if you had cleaned up some mistakes earlier in the season, maybe this loss wouldn't hurt so bad. This loss looks like it might hurt them, you know, later on down in, in the season, especially if they can't find a way to even the series against the Patriots or win some more games. You know, the, the AFC East is out of contention for them, and they maybe, you know, the, the playoffs will be will be even weirder. So, like that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won, but uh, Buff, Buff gave them a definite run for the money. Hmm. Depending on how long Josh Allen is out, if he is out, uh, their playoff chances are now kind of fluttering in the wind a little bit, um, yeah. which I, I, I genuinely feel bad. So I talked to a couple Bills fans this weekend, and I actually, like, I swear to God, I thought this was like the Bills season to do something, right? We all thought last season was it. They kind of put some together. This season, you're like, all right, we got a rookie quarterback, but. We got like nine of our opt-outs back for the Patriots. Mm. So Mac Jones, the way he's turning around, that Bills team <laughs> is in for another long stretch of looking from the bottom up, wondering like when is it our time? Because ain't looking good right now, especially if this is Mac Jones' first year. Imagine what he looks like with a little development coming back next season when he knows the offense. Is there a team that's looking like they're having more fun now than they've had in previous years? More fun, plus, you know, stringing together a bunch of wins. That's going to attract a lot of off-season talent. So, that that could get ugly. All right. Chicago, Green Bay. I keep waiting for Green Bay to kind of fall back down to earth because uh, I suddenly find myself hating Aaron Rodgers. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I always I always had like a soft spot. I'm like, oh, he's a great quarterback. Him, Tom Brady, they're playing. They're old guys still out there. That guy has turned into such a douche, and I don't even know what it is. Like uh, every week, it's him and his greasy hair talking about how everyone's against him now. Well, it's because you keep saying fucked up shit, and people are responding yeah. to it. Just stop. I mean, stop quoting Joe Rogan as your health advisor. Stop, you know, trying to weasel your way out of line to everybody. Just say, yeah, dude, I don't believe in the shot. I didn't take it. Sorry. I lied to you. And move on. This like weird mm. dragging it out is kind of, I'm over it. But man's playing his ass off once again. MVP candidate once again. 141.1 passer rating on the day. 29 to 37. Four touchdowns. Guy's going crazy. Uh, Justin Fields. Still not doing great. Uh, <laughs> uh, three turnovers in total. He had two interceptions. One fumble. Uh, there's going to be some big question marks, uh, especially when you got someone like Montgomery there to help uh, kind of keep your team moving forward. They're not doing that. I wonder if there's some big questions coming into the, the season because they're currently sitting at 4-9 with Justin Fields, who is supposed to be yeah. like the saving grace of Chicago. Not so much. Still, uh, Aaron Rodgers go to hell. Carry on. 
But look, all he has to do is hit Dance with the Stars, and he'll he'll recover his image. Is it me or does he look like extra greasy this year too? Like with the long no, hair, he it's like every yeah, interview he he's in, he's got like wet hair. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Every single time, it's weird. Yeah. It's Sorry. Carry on. And then <clears throat> the last game that we have this week is the Monday night game. It's going on right now. You 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 put there uh, Arizona. Yeah. Yep. I'm watching three minutes the game. left to go. And, yeah, I mean, I, I have it up here on the on the screen on the side here. Um, it's like yeah, yeah. 27, 13 Rams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm watching it only because I have my uh, uh, I have I have my financial investment in terms of fantasy going on this one. <laughs> I picked yeah. a little bit with my uh, with my gut in this one. I know LA has been playing better, but I thought. Arizona, they, they've been streaming together games a little bit more frequently. Um, they're, I mean, just across the board, they're statistically the better team. They're third in points scored per game, although the Rams are fifth, so they're not that far behind. Points allowed per game, though, they're fourth versus four, uh, 16th for the, for the Rams. So there's a lot of upside to this one. There's still a lot of game left. We still have an entire quarter to play, and it is the Rams. Their defense tends to give up some points in some some pretty rough, rough opportune times. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. This one's going to be a little bit of a toss up for me. I'm not. I'm not overly confident in my pick, but I'm not. You know, sad about it because I think there's this one's going to end up closer than what it is. Although I hope not. Throw cup the ball literally. All night. I need it. Just keep throwing in the ball. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take the L. Literally has because 20 I'm... fantasy points. You, you want more than that? Well, it depends, on what your, <laughs> depends on what your scoring is. In my league, he's only got a... I don't know. Like I saw he had a touchdown, but I think he's only got about 15 points right now in my league. Hashtag leave that league. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, the league boys, that gives you all the points. Boys, what is you this? know what? Fuck the Cardinals. Let's pull because I'm within. I'm within five points now. Uh, to take the outright lead because this is, I think, the last game of the regular season in most fantasy leagues. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, playoffs start next week. So, so I, I have this is the tricky part. I, I, this is the good part. I have the Rams defense, mm. and I have Cup still playing, and I'm only behind. I have ninety eight point nine nine to one hundred four point eight three, and Kyler Murray is going for his team. So let's go, let's shut him down. I'll take the L on this one, and we'll finish with uh, with ties for picks this this week. I'm here for you, it. You won't, you, you won't actually. You'll you'll have five. No, your your your, your pre math was bad because you didn't count the the Green Bay win. We're six and six. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Here we go. So it'll be seven if you got this one right. If I all get right, this so- one right at seven, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so let's take a look at the, at the picks. So I got six this week. I had 51 last week. Let me do the math. That's 57. You also got six. You had 53 and a half before, so now you're at 59 and a half. Okay, so this is before, you know, so you could, you could, possibly, you could possibly get one this week. That'd be pretty crazy. Let's get into next week's games. Tim, we have Saturday games. We're at that point of the year. The season is almost over where we have Saturday games now. We have football on Thursday. We have football on Saturday. I know. Two games on Saturday and Sunday. We're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. Let's get into these picks this week. We're going to go through. We'll we'll go through these. Justin will get your pick on a couple of these. Uh, Start off Thursday night, Chiefs Chargers. Let's uh, let's, 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 let's get his pick on all of them. Let's get his pick on all of them. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be us versus the fans. Let's go. 
us first the fans. Okay. Um, I'm going to go uh, in Chiefs first Chargers on Thursday night. I, gotta go, I have to go Chiefs. They, they've turned the team around just a little bit. The Chargers are hot. The Chargers can be cold in certain instances, right? There was that game against the Patriots. And I, I just have to think Steve Spagnuolo is going to do the same thing that Bill Belichick did. You know what I mean? Like if you put something on film, someone else is going to copy it. So I think Chiefs here. What do you got, Chase? Uh, what do you got, Justin? Uh, I'm going to go against you on that one. I think uh, the Chargers are going to pull this one out. Nice. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I got uh, Raiders-Browns. Um, confidence-wise, I've leaned Raiders most of the season. Uh, as of late, they've kind of been struggling a little bit. I have even less confidence in the Browns, though. I know Baker's still playing with, like, a bajillion injuries and they're not disclosing all of them so uh for me i'm gonna lean i think i'm gonna go raiders in this one um wow wow yeah i mean they're the teams are almost identical the problem is the raiders tend to allow more points but uh they tend to allow about 27.7 points per game but cleveland only averages about 20 2.2 per game so this one will be a close one i think it's going to come down to a couple good plays renfro kind of helping me carry this team at the moment so yeah i'm gonna go raiders justin your pick i agree with the raiders Derek Carr, although a lot of people are saying that he needs to leave uh he's had an incredible season so far passing yard wise maybe not touchdown wise but um i think he they're just gonna roll on this one Oh, you gave me Patri- you gave me Patriots Colts, huh? All right, I did. Yeah, I'm a All man. Right. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> so, <clears throat> funny thing about the Colts is, I have been saying this to literally anybody that will listen. The Colts are the most underrated team in all of football right now. They are seven and six. However, if you look at like their last, I don't know what it was like ten games, they won majority of the games and the ones they lost, they lost in overtime or they lost like very, very close. Uh, it's their, their seven and six record isn't really a good indicator as to what they have actually done this season. And the Patriots are a team that are putting it together. You know, they're bound to lose a game sooner rather than later. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know if that's it. I know they just had a, I know the Colts just had a big loss against Houston. So they might be reeling a little bit from that. Um, but I think the game against the Bills for the Patriots kind of shows you never really can game plan 100% against a team like that. So, uh, you know, I'm going to pick with my heart a little bit here and go Patriots only because the Colts, you know, in some of these close games, they're finding ways to lose where the Patriots are finding ways to win some of these close games. So I'm going right, to go right. on this one. Mac, I think, I think Mac balls out in this one as kind of a – you know, everyone's going to game plan a little bit for the run based off of what Who they did out? last week. Uh, uh, the New England Patriots too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think this. Uh, I think I think this one ends up being a very different looking game than what we had. But you got two weeks off. There's a whole shit ton of prep that can go into that. Um, a lot of teams are going to be kind of looking at the run because of the amount of success that they just had, and I think this is going to make a team like the Colts somewhat vulnerable. They are. Um, 12th in pass defense and uh, passing yards per game. New England's 18th. So decent little matchup there, but I think this one's going to go by way of Belichick. Not even, not even Mr. Jones, but 
double check at least. The homer. <clears throat> Justin, what's your pick? Well, this is a tough one. I think it's yeah. going to be hard for the Patriots defense to stop JT. JT is an animal. Mm-hmm. And he's here to eat. Um, also, I, I kind of fall in love with him over the uh, the middle of the <laughs> season hard knocks going on. Swipe you right know? on him, you know what I mean? I want to blow up your pick here, but New England's pass defense, or their, uh, their rushing defense is, is 19th in the league. Yeah. Which yeah, stacks so up against win. the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, like, have, you, have you been watching this the hard knocks? how I win. I have, oh, the end not, season? No, I've I haven't. Watched, have I've never watched a, season, a yeah. single episode of it. Not one. Hmm. Uh, the, the one with the Colts right now is actually really interesting. Um, is it? Yeah, middle of the season. Because usually just do the preseason ones. But, right. Uh, yeah, it's just but you're going cold here. Um, but I think that, yes, New England's defense will pull it out. And I think that, uh, it's gonna be interesting. I, I just don't. I don't see Carson having a good day. Yeah, I think he's gonna throw a few picks, and it's just gonna be game uh, game over for the Colts. So you're going Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, sometimes when we're that scared, hurt, hurt a little bit. Hurt a little bit. But sometimes, sometimes, Justin, when we're scared, we do what our parents do, and we just think that's what we have to do, and we don't think for ourselves. But that's fine. No big deal. Okay. <laughs> Headed into the uh, the Sunday game, Cowboys Giants. Look, I don't know who created the schedule, but it's obvious that the NFC East is what we're going to be seeing on the TV at the one o'clock for, you know, going forward. Now the Cowboys barely won against the Washington football team. There was some sloppy play in that game. However, they're going to face a Giants team that Saquon's not at, at full speed, right? That the tight ends are not necessarily setting up in the run game for blocking or they're not the, the pass catching threats that they used to be. Evan Ingram is finally catching passes. And if you're a Giants fan, you know how painful it is to hear that statement. Okay, between Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, Slayton, you know, I just I don't think necessarily if I had to take a look at the firepower, I've got to go with the Giants because no, sorry, wow, why? I, I think it's because you're here that I said that. I didn't mean that. I, I got to go with the Cowboys here. Because <laughs> oh, someone write think, it down. Write it down. <laughs> no, 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 no. I already highlighted it. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I think that the the offensive firepower that the Cowboys have and the fact that their defense is actually doing okay this year to me. That, that that does enough what they need to do. And I think that Dak has these moments where it's like the fog of war. And I really do believe that like he kind of writes the ship this week. But I mean, they're very lucky in the fact that they have all these division games coming up because they could like steal the division up in the next couple of weeks. So I'm going to go Cowboys here. Justin, I'm going to expect you to do the same thing leading the witness here. So Yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Dallas here. After watching... Uh, Micah Parsons this last weekend. Just an absolute that was, game changer that guy is. He's, he's been doing uh, all year. It, he's just getting better by the game, though. He's becoming more and more of a, a presence, uh, especially in the pass rush. So, uh, Cowboys defense, I hate to say it, but uh, they're looking pretty good. All right. I also have Texans Jags. Look, whatever's going on in the Jags is uh, is not helping matters and the Texans have a decent football team but I don't think Davis Mills necessarily I'm you know I'm, I'm gonna do something crazy here I'm gonna say Jaguars I'm gonna say the Jags win this game oh oh yeah the fuck oh yeah <laughs> yep yep I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that I'm gonna say I think, that uh, I think the Sam Jags caught win this a, game. I think Sam caught a whiff of the whiskey bottle I just opened <laughs> and is uh, already feeling it because that's some crazy shit right there, but uh, all right. 
At what point do well, they just admit? Wait, what, what, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Justin, first you go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go with Houston on this one. I just, I okay, all right. After after Robinson had four yards this past weekend, and yeah, well. uh, just I, I don't I don't have any faith in Trevor Lawrence. Um, it's just it's tough. It's a it's a two and eleven team. You know what I mean? They're they're equally matched. That to me smells like a a shootout out of nowhere that we shouldn't be expecting. I will say I will say I'd Trevor Lawrence ends up. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence ends up finding ways to put up points against teams. He has no business putting up points. Not enough to win, but he'll score like 23 in a game. He'll score like double the I mean, only points. only took nine to beat the Bills. I know. That's true. I know. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe. The the battle of the bottoms, we'll call it. <laughs> I, was gonna, I had about a million yeah. college jokes. We're yeah. just going to move on. Yeah, from... take, take, take us to the Titans Steelers, Tim, before we get canceled for the second time on this, this episode. Of all right, all right. Which one's the power bottom? We got the nine and four against the six and six. The, uh... okay. <laughs> oh, man. So the Titans is one of those that, uh, you know, keeps coming back to surprise us. I don't think Pittsburgh is really playing at a, a consistent level. Every now and again, they come out and I know it's Ben's like farewell to her. And every now and again, they seem to to find some motivation from somewhere. But Tennessee continues to find ways to actually make meaningful games count. They're sitting at nine and four right now. We've already talked about that a couple of times. Some great game planning. Um, their defense is really you know, making an effort to keep them in a lot of games. Pittsburgh, just too many question marks. They're 21st in uh, uh, points scored. They're 22nd in points allowed. Tennessee's 15th and 15th in both of those. So I think everything's kind of leaning. I mean, those numbers are skewed. This is why we say the stats don't matter. Those numbers are very skewed because Derrick Henry was literally blowing up the stats for the first six games of the season. So it takes a little bit of time for that weighted average to kind of come down. But I do think this isn't going to be Pittsburgh's game. I think the Steelers, I, I think uh, Titans are going to come out and string together uh, a pretty decent game, piggybacking off of what they just did. The Steelers are kind of in a weird spot trying to find their identity and, and they're missing all over the place. So uh probably just picking with my, my gut here, but I'm I'm going Tennessee. Justin, what do you got? I got Tennessee. Titans. All right. Yeah. Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm not even gonna waste your time. <laughs> Shout out to Edith. Maybe not a listener of Stats Matter podcast, but uh, Justin's mother, big Dolphins fan, huge Dolphins fan. Yeah, she sent me a picture of, uh, of a Dolphin earlier today, some kind of like new fan art thing that was going on. I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, this one's going to be the Dolphins. Actually, let's see if I can pull this up real quick. Wait, hold on. This is what she sent me earlier. Wow, that is a Dolphin in a. That is. Right, I've never seen a Dolphin look like that. That Dolphin looks like The Rock. That's a dolphin <laughs> that'll find a stone in the bottom of a pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't anyway, she finds some weird stuff. I'm assuming it came from Facebook somewhere, but. Uh... <sighs> All right. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> Battle of the six and sevens. I got the Eagles against the Washington football team. Um, <clears throat> if anything has learned me anything, it's that you can't trust 
Tyler Heineke because that fucking guy just screwed me this week. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Jalen Hurts has been someone that's been up and down a lot this season. Every time I count him out, he comes back and proves me wrong. But Washington has kind of been in that same boat. But just statistics-wise, the Eagles are a better team on paper. Um, defensive passing yards per game. Washington is 30th in the league. But their rush protection is 5th in the league. So, depends on the game plan. The Eagles come in. Obviously, they're going to try and game plan against the weakness. If Jalen Hurts can come out and have a decent game take care of the ball, make some good decisions, not try to scramble and, uh, you know, do too much and keep it sort of short and sweet and keep it simple. I think they're going to come out and win this game. If he tries to do too much, though, they're going to cough it up. But I am going to pick uh, Eagles for this one. Justin, what you got? Uh, I think if the Eagles come out and run the ball, use Sanders the way they should and actually run the ball. Um and then you you know use that pass game as a secondary option like they're supposed to. They'll they win this game handedly. Hmm. All right, moving on. Cards, lines. Not gonna spend a lot of time here. It's gonna be Cardinals. Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! I just lost points. Not looking good, man. It's not looking good because of the score. Yeah, it's now twenty-seven uh, twenty on Monday Night Football. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't see golf or. Or the Lions having a chance in this one versus the Cardinals. Mm. No, no, no. All right. Uh, all right. Justin, so got, you've, all, you've only gone against us a couple times. so I got I Bills, Panthers. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. The Bills are going to string together a pretty decent game. Panthers are a fucking hot mess right now. McCaffrey's still out. They're juggling quarterbacks to figure out uh, who they want to start. It's got to go Bills. Yeah, I don't really think there's a question on that one. It's just yeah. Bills. <laughs> All righty, now to the four o'clock games. Bengals, Broncos, hashtag let Joey roar. Bengals. Now remember, they, they lost an OT against a San Francisco 49ers team. All right. That that that's a that's a pretty big thing for them, all right. Just I'm convincing you, not me. <laughs> I I want to go Denver here. I do. Wow. Um, all right. I do. This is where um, I don't say you know, I disagree. The Bengals keep finding ways to uh, to cough up games. So, all right, uh, Falcons, Niners. Um, you know, my heart keeps pulling for for Matty Ryan and in the Falcons, but they keep finding ways to uh, give up games and Jimmy G finding ways to string some some decent games together. Uh, I think at this point the Niners have a little bit more riding on some of these games, so they're going to come in with a little bit of a better game plan and I, I don't think the Falcons playoff hopes or they would need a, a collapse across the board to and nothing but wins to to make that happen. But uh, teams are are fairly well matched statistics wise, but San Francisco is the better team. Uh I have a little bit more faith in the way San Fran's defense has been operating over the Falcons. So uh I'm gonna go Niners in an uncomfortable pick, but I'm gonna go Niners on this one. Uh, I think I think the Niners will win this one. And it's also, I mean, you have Debo Samuel, who's your wide receiver, but also your running back. And also you're just yeah. doing every guy. It, it, yeah. he, yep. One man team. One man team. Yeah. Yep. All right. And again with the back pick. <clears throat> ah, you gave me the C. Oh, because Sam doesn't, Sam doesn't like the, uh, uh, the, the, the chemistry come game day when he makes the picks because yep. they're always wrong. Um, yep. 
Seahawks Rams. Uh, I think it depends on what version we get from Russ. If he's Russ cooking the mac and cheese and hot dogs, shit ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> which, unfortunately, more often than not, is what we've got this season. They're literally sitting at five and eight, and I think they're one of the most underachieving teams of the year. The Rams, though, bless your heart. Yeah. Bless your heart, Tim. Bless your uh, heart. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm you know. Uh, the Rams, however, are a team that have been super inconsistent. They've won some games that they probably had no business winning. They've won some games handily because they've got all the monsters on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they're fifth in points scored. Seattle not scoring a lot of points this season. They're 21st. Uh, their defense has been better as of late, but overall Seattle's defense has been pretty bad. They're 32nd in defensive passing yards per game, and they're 22nd Whatever. in rushes That's per no game. Matter. I know, I know. Uh, so it's not, it, it's just not great. Um, they're they're 5th in, in points allowed per game as of late, though, so Seattle's turning around, but I don't have, I don't have faith in their offense. I think Russ is going to throw Probably two picks in this game. I think this one's going to be the Rams, and unfortunately, I think the one this one might be Rams big, bigly. Whatevs, Justin, what you got? Um, I'm going to surprise you with this, and I'm actually gonna, I'm going to go for the Hawks. All right, all right. I think all right, I think after right. you know Russ went down in the first meeting, and I think that kind of hurt them. And that game was close, it was what like a nine ten point game. Um, I, I think Russ is going to come out with a little bit of a vengeance on that broken finger. And, uh, you know, I also the loss of Robert Woods, because I'm pretty sure he was basically their main offense that week. So That's okay. That's okay. All right. Cool. Just remind him to throw to the guys in white and turquoise, <laughs> not the guys yeah. in blue and white, yeah. and they'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, whatever, 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 Tim. As long whatever. as he doesn't forget that he's got that dude named DK Metcalf, I think he'll be okay. I know. He needs to get, you know, so there's a little bit of web controversy that since DK Metcalf's OnlyFans scandal uh, has, has hit the uh, the airwaves. Yeah, you didn't know about this. Apparently, DK was trying to slide in some DMs and then, you know, maybe got a little too aggressive or a little too showboaty. And uh, the girl from OnlyFans, like, blasted, put him on IG Live and all kinds of stuff. And his teammates definitely gave him a whole bunch of guff for it. But, uh, Dude, you got you that know, kind of money, you're single. Just bang anything walking. I didn't say that. I did not endorse this behavior. <laughs> I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not a relationship advisor. But, I mean, oh, if you got it, anyway, go for it. Uh, pretty much, uh, Tyler Lockett has had 444 <laughs> yards and a whole bunch of touchdowns since the OnlyFans gate has come out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, DK, I think, he, I think he's due for, for a big game, and I think that happens here. So, I'm very excited about that. Uh, all right, let's see. Pack Ravens, got to go pack here. Unless it's a battle of the backup quarterbacks, and then it would probably be the Ravens. But I, I got to go pack here. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, Saints Bucks, Justin. Oh, oh hold yeah, on, sorry, hold on. Oh. sorry, sorry. <laughs> I got two no, excited no cup just went um, for like forty yards. I'm, 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 I'm hot and bothered over here. Sorry. He still <laughs> thinks he's gonna win this game. <laughs> I, yeah, I, he yeah, does. Yeah. We're like a touchdown away, boys. I'm gonna. Hey, who the fuck is this? We. I'm gonna start taking some shots of this shit if that goes oh, down. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Let's go, uh, Dustin. Who you got? No, pack, I'm gonna, pack Ravens. I'm gonna go with the packs. It's, it's gonna be the pack. Right. Big packs. All right. Well, did I just see that right? Stafford is like 23 of 27 with three touchdowns. 
All right, man. I mean, yeah, they've just been throwing bombs. But, uh, All right, uh, yep. Saints Bucks. This one's an easy one. Uh, well, I always say that, and uh, I think the Bucks are another team that tend to play to the level of the opponents that they go up against. And while I don't know if I would necessarily say the Saints are like a walkover team. You know, they don't know who their quarterback is. They're still up and down pretty consistently and trying to figure that out. But uh, I would match the Bucks up against any team in football right now. And, you know, even without Antonio Brown, uh, he was contributing to, to what level was still, you know, he, he, he now nah, that's, that's not fair. He was playing very good football. Um, he's out, he's suspended. They're still finding ways to put up a lot of points Big against COVID some. Guard. I know they're still finding ways to put up a lot of a lot of points against some 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 pretty good teams. Um, I got to go Bucks in this one. I don't think this is a. Uh, I, I was I was trying to pretend like this is going to be a close game. I don't I don't think it will be. Although, Ooh, who right. do you think gets more hate, Antonio Brown for trying to show a fake COVID card? Or Aaron Rodgers for literally lying about getting his vaccination and not even bothering with everything, and well, one of and them getting got COVID, and them, getting COVID yep. twice, and 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 like still not contributing. One of them got a three-game suspension. But I mean, do we think? And one of them's always been like in trouble in some sort of way. So yeah. I mean, sure, but but one of them is like. I, that's the that's the difficult part. I have to wrap my head around. One of them has lied about getting it. Literally continued to lie after the fact and like make up these like bullshit stories. But has gotten COVID twice, and who knows how many players he like spread it to. Yeah, uh, I agree. and we can I, I we can all definitely... we can all debate and argue like the actual overall impact of COVID. But we have examples of players who went out with COVID and were not the same when they came back. Uh, like Lamar was one of them. Cam Newton was one of them. Like the list kind of goes on with guys who were playing well and then went out and like blew the rest of the season. And as as a dude who had it at one point, it took me a year before I could run over a mile comfortably. So like it fucks you up if you actually get sick from it. So you have a guy who lied about the card but never tested positive for COVID. A guy who lied about getting vaccinated. And continued to avoid all protocols while on the sidelines and had it twice. But somehow one of them is being more vilified than the other for faking a card. It just seems strange to me. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, uh, it's yeah. definitely a double standard. <clears throat> anyway, but, uh, sorry. I digress. Yeah. Justin, your pick. <laughs> um, being that this is in Raymond James Stadium, I don't really see the Saints coming in here and, and having a whole whole lot of uh, success, uh, although Alvin Kamara came back this week and looked pretty good on limited reps. But, um, yeah, I think Tampa Bay will win that one. All right. And the last pick of this week, and the last pick for this episode of Sassam River Podcast, Vikings versus Bears. Justin Fields threw some touchdowns. The special teams for the Bears scored a lot of points. That shit ain't happening again. NFC North, very tough. I understand Matt Nagy's coaching for his job, but uh, it was Mike Zimmer in a way. So I'm going to go Vikings here. Which is strange. One season removed. Uh, well, I don't know if it's one season, but after the success the Vikings have had over the last few years, it's mm-hmm. strange that they're yeah. uh, bears. I see, but Vikings, I don't know if I, if I would put the coach on the chopping block just yet. It's, it's, it's mostly been just like the inability to get deep into the playoffs and continue to make it. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's that all, 
you know, maybe the messaging has gotten stale. Maybe, you know, everyone always wants to put him on a list and say he's in a hot seat. When, come on. I mean, he's probably not. What do we say about Tomlin then? Speaking of consistently not getting deep and still having a. Uh, yeah, you, you can't down. ask that question because, you know, he had some, <laughs> he had some choice words. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Justin, your pick. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go as well with the with the Vikings. Uh, I think part of the the problem with their consistency is Kirk Cousins. I just don't think he's their answer quarterback wise. Although he's having the best season he's had with them this year, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely earning that eighty four million. Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it it, it pains me that um, you know, even if Russ trademarked a you know let Russ cook like you know. Dalvin could just trademark let Dalvin cook, and I mean, one of them would be more popular than the other one. I don't really know which one it is. That that All was right. a, that yeah. was going to be my question to you. Actually, is like, how did you make it the entire next question part of our podcast journey, which we're two seasons in? I think we got a hundred podcasts question. under our belt, and not once have you said let Dalvin cook. Not once. You in the back. Next question there. Yeah. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> All right, that will do it for this episode of Stats and Podcast. Justin, thanks for coming on and being the yeah, first uh, guest for our uh, Joe slash Jane fan segment. Very happy to share a beer with you and, and talk some football. Go down memory lane. $10 tickets is going to be probably the name of this episode. Because you know what I mean? I feel like <laughs> really when you listen to the Assassinator podcast, you're getting Alabama type football quality for $10 a ticket. It really it really just is. It just writes itself. The story does. Or, or will you just or come with these names so easily. Or, or were you here for the Alabama football game and you got a football team that cost ten dollars? I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, in, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, uh, we're like the the uh, like the the Jayhawks or the Sea Dogs version of what you were looking for. You came here for the Red Sox. You ended up yep, with the Sea Dogs. It's fine. That's we're the trip. We're the triple A team. Definitely would not come for the Red Sox, though. That's <laughs> He's a Yankees fan too. I forgot. I forgot ah, this. Damn, I, I just... <laughs> all right. From now on, I get full clearance on who we allowed on this podcast. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, wife, the guess. my wife's whole family—they're all uh, Yankees fans. Every one of them. Yeah. So the in-laws all happen to be Sox fans, but I'm dad from Boston, born and raised. My son was born in Boston. I lived in Boston, Portland, everywhere. So growing up, every every sporting event I watched with my dad was New England. Like I had a Bledsoe jersey. I had like old school Red Sox or old school sports jersey. So New England through and through, baby. You guys got to watch that Man in the Arena, third episode, oh, and then the come and check go. me. No, no, no. Come and talk to me after the, uh, after the credits start. It's amazing. You should hit end recording before we finish this, this sentence because if you're telling anyone to come and check me, there's going to be always that thought line about, oh, two rings. You would have been undefeated, but no, you didn't. No, no, blah, it's, blah, better blah, blah, blah. it's better than that. All right. All it's better right. than that. It's good. It's good. I can't bury the lead. I can't spoil it. So, Yeah. Th- th- thanks for thanks for joining. Tim, you're going down this week of picks. And uh, we out. Peace. Peace. Thanks again, Justin.